Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up, sports fans? My name is Jake Iggy, or Iggy for short, and this is Iggy's Sports Talk. So I greatly appreciate everybody tuning in to episode 53 of Iggy's Sports Talk. And if you have not yet, make sure to go over to Spotify and Apple Podcasts and subscribe so you get notified for weekly episodes. So this week, I am joined by very special guest, Kendra Middleton, who is a reporter at Dirty Water TV. And her and I discussed the most recent findings of the Deshaun Watson situation, as well as Kendra gives her fan perspective on the Jaguars and the new head coach, Urban Meyer. And she also gives her prediction on how the Jaguars will perform in 2021 with their potential new draft pick quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. So let's listen to Kendra and I's conversation now. How's it going? We have a special guest who keeps hitting my phone. Oh my gosh. Hi. So adorable. He's so funny. Um, He has been so, I think that we might have like a squirrel in the walls. And so we put out a trap with peanut butter in it and he's been eating the peanut butter all day. So he feels really guilty and thinks that he needs to give me attention. Oh my gosh, that's hysterical. <laughs> no, he's so funny. He's so mischievous. But what's up? How's it going? It's going good. So funny enough, last time we tried to do this, it was all staticky. I had no internet or anything. So now yep. we can actually talk. Yeah, like, let's go. I'm ready. Perfect. So I like to start off a lot of these conversations uh, recently, ever since 2021, uh, really looking back on the last year of 2020. And you know, there's a lot of unprecedented times for a lot of people, but a lot of people also learned a lot about themselves as well. And I was curious, what was one of the best moments looking back on 2020 that you can really think of? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I think, you know, I really care about other people a lot, but I think that 2020 really helped me to learn to care about people even more so than before you know like you really you really never know when something like this could happen and I think that I just learned that life can be so crazy it's literally a roller coaster and that you have to hug your loved ones even more than I thought before what about you 100% for me I actually haven't had a guest turn it on me let me think um so actually I think 2020 was a very similar thing for me um I took the time a lot to really focus on myself and think about other than sports, uh, what sort of impact do I want to put on the world? And I kind of came to the realization, I think we've talked about this a little bit as well, uh, that outside of sports, I would love to be an advocate for mental health uh, within sports, also outside of sports, uh, because I think a huge thing uh, within sports we're seeing with Kyrie Irving and a lot of people just not understanding that he needs a personal break because he has mental health issues right now. But like also on the other side as well, in, in real world, with social media, with everything that goes on, uh, I, I find myself a lot of times having to shut off social media just so I don't get in my own mind. And then also yeah. as well, um, just being an advocate for equality, mainly within sports. Uh, we're, we've seen so much equality in the last uh, year or so. Um, with the newly hired uh, Marlins uh, general manager, uh, there, there was a referee in the Super Bowl, uh, the 49ers uh, offensive assistant coach as well. But I really think that to start with equality, there needs to be respect. And in terms of respect, uh, we're seeing it with this situation right now with, with Deshaun Watson. I, I mean, there just needs to be respect uh, towards women. Absolutely. I think 
I was listening to uh, a sports radio show the other day, and the amount of people that seriously think that this entire case means nothing just because the girl's lawyer might not be, like, the most professional guy and that's, like, their only knock on the case has really been kind of upsetting. I think that people don't understand that, statistically speaking, less than 1% of sexual assault allegations are false. Um, and I think that you should always give someone the benefit of the doubt. I mean, who knows? Like, we're kind of at a point now where um, we, we don't really know what's going on, but 20, is it 22 people still? I mean, that's... So, so it came out It came out this afternoon that 20 people have identified themselves. Yep. And, and weirdly enough, somebody dropped the case yesterday, which I found kind of weird when researching this morning. But yeah, 20 people were confirmed today. Yeah, that's just, it's crazy to me. And I, I think that you should always kind of give someone the benefit of the doubt, but I'm curious to see where this goes. I mean, either way, I think that it's horrible. I completely agree with you. And I, it's, it's very ironic how this whole Deshaun Watson situation started looking back three months ago where he wanted out of tech out of Houston and that was the biggest story pretty much in all of football and then we sort of heard uh, th this assault case come out of nowhere and it seemed like every single day it was like five people just, just kept on piling on and once it got up to 18 I was like wow this this is a big issue yeah, I really don't think that girls would be willing to put their name and themselves on the line if there was any chance that it could be false because then you really are ruining your reputation for the rest of forever. And I think that that's something that people also need to consider. Oh, I completely agree with that. And I, I've, I've sort of gone about uh, commenting on this subject sort of starting with if this is all true. Because yeah. I, I started really going at Deshaun in the whole situation. Uh, and I had some people push back being like, well, how do you know if it's all true? And very, very valid point. But at the same time, I want to ask you, if this is all true, how do you think the NFL should handle it? Oh, my God. I hope he goes to jail for the rest of his life. You know what I mean? If, if you have made 20-something women, and that's just the people that have come forward. You know what I mean? 20-something women feel that way about themselves Oh, my God. But it's like, you know, you look back, we've talked about this at Kareem Hunt and the fact that he still has a job. I mean, he's a great talent. Don't get me wrong. But I think that the NFL, like we've both have said, needs to make an example out of people if this does become true, because this can't keep happening. It really just goes to show that if you make enough money or you're this influential of a person, there are no repercussions for your actions. And I think that that's really sad. And we're not just seeing that with professional athletes, but, you know, not to get too political but with police officers as well you know, mm -hmm. whatever you want with no repercussions and i think that that's really just that's not how we should continue to be trending in the year 2021 oh, i completely agree with that and and you know it's, we're seeing it happen in the professionals also in the college level as well uh but you brought up kareem hunt got got suspended eight games we saw that horrific sort of video ray rice is another one that came came yeah. to mind uh with only four games and I came out and said, right when the Sean Watson situation happened, um, I said he should be suspended for the entire season, just, just as uh, in terms of football, not, not looking at uh, uh, justice, at judicial, whatever, um, look, looking at it like that. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go to that extent, if, if all this is true, because, I mean, th this is not only an embarrassment for the NFL, but, but for the Texans as well. I, I mean, it's, it's just a shoe crap. If, if it is true, I think that he should be suspended indefinitely. But what I think, and I hate to say this, but what I think might happen is 
either way, he's going to be, you know, probably only temporarily suspended. Someone's going to get a deal on him. And I think he's going to continue to play. And I honestly, I hate to say it, Jake, but I think that the Patriots could be one of those people because you look back historically and they're not a team who cares. You look at Aaron Hernandez, you look Mm -hmm. at Antonio Brown and all these people who have had these issues and they care more about winning. Just, I mean, the same way with Urban Meyer and the Jaguars, you know, they, at some point teams care more about winning than anything that's going on off the field. And I think that if Bill Belichick could get a deal on Deshaun Watson, once this is all said and done, whether it's true or not, I think that they could absolutely wind up going up after going after him. I I would not be surprised. And, and just thinking back right after you brought that up, what came to mind was Josh Gordon, Akeem Tlaib, Keith Tlaib had multiple issues with guns and violence, domestic violence. We saw Josh Gordon have issues uh, with substance abuse as well. Um, as a Patriots fan, I'd be the first person to be very, very vocal and upset about it. And I, I think as well uh, with everything that has gone on, um, you know, people might look at New England fans as being okay with it because all they care about is winning. But at the same time, I feel like New England fans also have an okay uh, – okay amount of time of being able to take a step back and looking at humanity and that these people are humans as well. And I I think it's, I think it's just crazy how this is all blown up, but I think it's a perfect sort of example of of what just needs to happen and ultimately just should happen and has been waiting to happen for a while. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Like, like I've said before, the situation is kind of comparable to the Jaguar situation with urban Meyer. And it's, I think that it's more, what sort of message are you sending to the women in New England if you continue to let these things happen? You know what I mean? What I mean, especially not even just the women in New England, but like I've said before, the players' wives, like daughters, girlfriends, all of those sorts of things. It's like, okay, well, if my boyfriend, husband, dad comes home and hits me, the worst that's going to happen to him is he's going to lose, you know, a little bit of money and a little bit of time off the that's the worst thing and nobody cares and they're going to continue to give him a job. And I think that that's horrible. Like if you went out and came over to my house right now and you punched me in the face, you would go to jail. You know what right. I mean? And it's, it's just sad to me that this continues to happen. But, and the, the scary thing is too, is that these are just the people that came forward or just the people who are being caught. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that with, with the urban Myers situation. Um, it, it's just disgusting, but with just in terms of the punishments, I, I think that's the biggest issue is the punishments is, is that these players do these actions. And obviously it's not the first thing that's in the back of their mind. Oh, how am I going to get punished? But at the same time, they're not thinking, shoot, I'm going to be suspended for an entire season or I could lose my entire NFL career. I believe that if obviously that was the uh, known punishment and it, it's set in stone that if you do these specific things, your NFL career is over. There's yeah. a lot of guys who sort of rethink their actions, I believe. Yeah. And, and like I said, you know, it's, we, we, we've both said it. We don't know if this is true, yeah. but it's all the what if. And if it is, I think that at some point something has to change. Mm-hmm. And Sean Watson's a great talent. He seems like a nice guy. I actually heard a girl on the radio the other day say that, oh, well, why would he go and do X, Y, Z? when he has a hot girlfriend at home. Well, how did that work out for Tiger Woods' wife and Camille Caustic? Like, how yeah. did that work? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, it's, it doesn't matter. Like, people are going to do what they want to do. And unfortunately, boys think with the wrong head sometimes. I completely agree with that. Completely agree with that. And it, it's That's the most I can keep that. 
<laughs> looking looking at the uh, Jaguar situations, like like you brought up, like we we talked a lot about this uh, just personally when when the Urban Meyer sort of uh, rumors were coming out that he might uh, be hired by them. But just for people who don't understand fully the Urban Meyer situation, he gets a lot of criticism because he mishandled accusations uh, that his friend and assistant coach uh, Zach Smith was abusing his wife and. With the beginning, he was arrested in 2009 for allegedly pushing his pregnant wife into a wall. And Myers called the firing a very tough call. And looking at this, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me because yeah. I don't understand how players and organization can respect a guy so much, give him $12 million a season with not having this in the back of their mind that this could become an issue. Especially the fact that he's never even coached in the NFL. And it is proven that problems follow him wherever he goes. I mean, yeah. I think that people kind of started to get over what was happening, or at least the people that cared. And then the whole Chris Doyle situation happened and everyone was like, whoa. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who, what, where, why, all of those sorts of things. And it's like, I think that that proves how jacked up this situation actually is and how he does not care about anything or anyone but winning mm -hmm. and i actually saw i don't know how I, i'm pretty sure that this is true because i've seen it from some pretty reliable sources but someone came out and said yesterday that they've already given trevor lawrence their their playbook for the fall wow that's yeah, really interesting are super illegal like you cannot do that so um i want to say who's i can't think of his name the guy who used to be at barstool and then he signed a contract with espn and now he has like a radio show there or something like that his name is just completely blanking on me but he came at it that he heard it from some i think fox sports reporter but apparently trevor lawrence has the jags playbook um but I will say something about Jaguars fans that I do appreciate. I found it quite funny. Trevor Lawrence got married. I don't know if it was last weekend or the weekend before or something like that. And Jaguars fans rallied to buy him kitchen appliances on his registry. Someone sent him a toaster. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah. So um, that was pretty funny to me. I will, I will give it to Jags fans. They're pretty creative. They're pretty funny from time to time. I don't know why. Something in my eye. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're, they're pretty funny from time to time when they do stuff like that. But I think that they're just so sick of losing that when Urban Meyer was hired, so many people were like, yeah, we think we're going to win. But he's, you know, obviously never coached in the NFL. We don't know. And honestly, I, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I so would have preferred Robert Sala because not only has he been in the organization and been successful before, but he was successful with the 49ers. He knew that he was going to getting a head coaching position somewhere. He would have cost us less money. He's respectable. And who doesn't want the first Islamic head coach when we're having, you know, this sort of internal locker room problem due to, like, all of these, like, crazy situations going on? Right. We could have that legacy, and we chose not to for this. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, we, we really could have been just making history, and we said, screw you, you know? Like, it just – I think right. that – think you should always bring back people that worked for you worked well with you especially when there's such a big coaching turnover right now i just it makes me sad yeah i completely agree with that and with with, with the solid situation he, he really would have satisfied uh what the jaguars were really trying to do and you know he, he satisfies exactly what the jets are trying to do as well just, just trying to fix that culture bring a winning culture in and really start something real start something sustainable because we've seen both of these organizations not being able to hold coaches. It seems like every five years they go into a new rebuild. 
but you brought up Trevor Lawrence, and I, I got to get your thoughts. What was your reaction as a Jaguars fan when you found out that the Jaguars unequivocally had the number one pick? Yeah, so um, one more thing about the culture issue I think that needs to be said. We really did obviously have culture problems in the locker room, and I think that with the opportunity to hire not only Robert Sala, but maybe get Louis Riddick in as our GM to be the first African-American GM, that just it, it blows my mind that we didn't choose to do either of those things. I don't think that we even really pursued Riddick the way that we should have. But um, I, <laughs> when I found out that we were going to have the first pick – uh, obviously it's kind of a bittersweet moment. I mean, I've been a Jaguars fan from day, my first breath of life. Um, and there's been some really heartbreaking, disappointing times, especially, you know, when we played the Patriots a couple years ago in the AFC championship game, now living here, it's kind of funny. Um, but you know, it's bittersweet that you have one of the best prospects that we've seen in my lifetime. I mean, I, I can't think of anything like him since what Andrew Luck maybe um so it's exciting to be able to have a a talent like that in your locker room but at the same time it's it's disappointing obviously and and for a while there we thought it was going to be the Jets you know and it just we got lucky I don't know but well I mean we'll see how it goes hopefully he fits in hopefully it works out I am not a fan of his personality per se I don't think that he's my favorite person to ever exist by any means but I'm, I'm excited for the opportunity that he could potentially bring this locker room I'm just a little concerned with that culture issue continuing with him in the locker room I, I couldn't agree with you Mark Kendra I, something with Trevor Lawrence that I noticed in the uh, semifinal game and you know this this could be me trying to find something wrong and, you know, just taking a diamond out of the rough. But I, I saw his face when we saw Ohio State ultimately uh, get a major lead over Clemson. And we saw when it was one of his players, like, had to put his chin up and, and be like, Trevor, like, we're still in this game. Like, we can still win this game. Like, stop pouting. And I'm thinking in my mind, didn't the Jaguars only win one game last year? Like, how is he going to be able to deal with this? And then That's- also, I don't, know if you, I don't know if you heard or saw uh, what he said to Justin Fields uh, at the at the end of that semifinal game, it it they they had a mic um, and it was able to hear exactly what Trevor Lawrence said when they came when they went into the middle of the field and he said I'm still going to be the number one pick and I'm still going to f your mom. And I I heard that. I, I did. Go, yes, I, I go, did. So this kid's supposed to be mature enough to lead a team and be able to help a team get into the playoffs, but he's still doing elementary school sort of disses. For a guy that you would think has has a good good head on his shoulders, but at the end of that game, maybe it was competitive. Maybe I'm looking too into it, but I, I just thought that was so immature. No, you're not. Um, I have thought this entire time that the most Jaguars move that could ever possibly happen would be for Urban Meyer to take Justin Fields because of the Ohio State ties, and kind of obviously <laughs> that's not going to happen. And I don't think that's the best option for our team to get better but I do think that Justin Fields is the second best quarterback in this draft I know a lot of people have been talking about you know the other three guys but I really think that talent and athleticism wise he is the second best option um and I 
I know that the Jaguars community might come for me if I say this, but I would not be disappointed if that happened because I genuinely would love to have an African-American quarterback in our locker room leading our team. I would love for that to happen for the city of Jacksonville. And, you know, it might not happen, but I, I would never be disappointed if it did. And I think that maybe long-term he is the better option, especially because he could run that dual threat option in Jacksonville. And it would be exciting. And I know that that's not what fans want because it's not Trevor Lawrence with shining lights and you know whatever but I just I would love that for the city of Jacksonville I think that we could really use to have that conversation in such a awkwardly southern but not southern city well with Justin Fields you just see the leadership that he really showed uh as the quarterback for Ohio State really how mature he's been over the last two seasons as a starter and he really has that I, in my opinion, underdog mentality where he really had to show football that, that he was willing to, to, to be a star. And, you know, Lawrence all throughout his life has been praised for his quarterback skills. And I'm going to be very interested to see once he does fail at some point and potentially if the Jaguars lose like five games, what, is he just going to walk out of the stadium and say, I'm done with this? I, yeah. I, I agree. I, I have much more confidence in fields. Something I also selfishly love about Justin Fields is that he is one of Ryan Day's quarterbacks. I trust Ryan Day through and through. Um, just because I, I'm obviously a UNH grad, Sean McDonald mm -hmm. is our coach, and his son is one of the quarterback coaches at Ohio State. And anything, everything that Sean McDonald has ever done said, I don't care. I support that man to the ends of this earth and if his kid has anything to do with Justin Fields I'm all in I know that that's not going to happen I won't be disappointed I, I will be deep down like a little bit like ah, here we go <laughs> but I just I really wish that you know he decided to stay another year or something I'm not gonna lie but he he seems like he's all in on the Jags train and we bought him a toaster so here we go buckle up boys what is it what is it with people and weddings and toasters like <laughs> you said that twice and all i think about is is, lit is literally the office like because stan got him a toast like it's, it's just a whole wedding thing i guess i actually i don't know if you keep up with pop culture at all but one of the prior bachelor contestants came out as um being gay today and andy cohen sent him a toaster so, I, I mean, toaster is 2021. I don't know. Maybe you should I, like, register for a toaster for Christmas or something? <laughs> like, can we – we'll gift each other toasters for Christmas? Perfect. Toaster on amazing. But, yeah, I don't know what it is with the toasters. I don't know if that's, like, a, a – I don't know. Maybe I should Google it later, but it, it so makes – funny. Uh, but, yeah, I think it was, like, that and, like, a, I don't remember if it was, like, a mini fridge or something like that. But <laughs> Jaguar fans, for some reason, stand Trevor Lawrence. So, uh, here we go. That's that's so funny. Well, th there's another quarterback on the depth chart as well, and Gardner Minshew. And you know, last time we talked about the Jaguars, you were big on Gardner, and it, it's very interesting how you know it, this Gardner mania became a huge thing two years ago, and then last season really died down, and we haven't heard his name in a while. So, where do you potentially see Gardner playing in 2021? So something else that I think the Jaguars do really well is marketing because Jaguars fans get bored easily, obviously, because we've been so bad for so long that every once in a while you have to find something to keep fans entertained. So I think, you know, when Shad Khan bought the team, it was, you know, mustache mania, like there was mustaches on everything in Jacksonville. I swear <laughs> to God, I'm 
thing is happening. You know, like the latte art that people do, like they'll do the yeah. heart or I got a mustache latte when he came to Jacksonville. It was mustache mania. And so now the garden mm -hmm. shoot come, like, had come around. I think that they kind of branded him as like the promise of the future or whatever. Right. Just have something for Jaguars fans to look forward to, to bandwagon on, to post, to buy merch, to whatever. And he's a really easily marketable guy. You know, he's funny. He's weird. He's quirky. He like tried to break his own hand to play a football. Headband. Oh my God. Yeah. Just all of this stuff that is just so Gardner Minshew. I mean, he's hilarious. His interviews are fantastic. Um, and I just hate, I hate that about us, but I love that about us just because, you know, they kind of every once in a while sell us on something. Yeah, keep I us agree. Long enough. Um, and obviously I don't think Gardner Minshew's the answer. I really wanted him to be, I think that just because the fan base was so sold on him for so long and I, I we gave him a fair enough chance I mean, he didn't have any offensive line to protect him for any amount of time. But right. still, I don't think that he's the answer. I think that he will be a great backup somewhere for someone. But I could mm -hmm. see us signing a veteran of some sort, you know, somehow, some way that's not Gardner Minshew before the season starts. And I hate to say that, but whoever gets him, I, I hope that you enjoy him. I hope he works out somewhere else. I just don't think that that somewhere else is with us. And as a guy who's, who's a six-round pick, I mean, you didn't really see him being as good as he was. So I think that the Jaguars definitely got a great deal with him. And as you brought up, his personality just kind of, you know, spoke marketability. I mean, I mean, with, with the jorks, with the headband, with, with the wacky uh, outfits that he would have on. But I also see him having another chance, um, potentially like a Nick Foles sort of opportunity to where maybe a guy gets injured and he comes in and his city really – uh, bands around him, maybe like a Washington or something like that, a team that like, needs a quarterback and needs hope. Um, but it, it's, it's just unfortunate how it has to end for him. Yeah, I think he'll be a good enough backup somewhere for somebody. But my poor mother is so on the Gardner Minshew trip. My mom has like the cutest little crush on Gardner Minshew. Anytime they post anything, she's like, oh, my husband did this today. Oh, and I'm like, oh my gosh, my poor mom's going to miss him. But uh, yeah, I mean – it's it's sad that the city is always constantly sold on something, some sort of merch, some sort of player. I mean, I was really excited about Leonard Fournette for a while. He didn't work out for us. Um, and who did we draft a couple years ago that was from Florida? I don't remember, but there was this lineman that they sold us on for a while, and he just never played at all. Um, and I, uh, for a long time, I think that we had issues drafting, um, you know, back probably like 2010 to 2014 like that was our biggest problem it was it was just that we couldn't draft for anything and now that we've definitely fixed some of those problems and are working on the culture thing as regressed as I think that it may have gotten I I just I really hope that this draft we continue to build a better team a better culture I mean Telvin Smith's in freaking jail so I mean we just we really need to get better about holding them like us them accountable for all of these things I mean sometimes the stuff the Jaguars fans say on the internet I just I'm like we are more southern than we should be like what is going on yeah it's it's, it's all in the culture and unfortunately I don't think it's going to get too too much better with Urban Meyer but they, they, they did some great stuff during the offseason was able to pick up uh, Marvin Jones Jr. Shaquille uh, Griffin Rayshon Jenkins, Love. Carlos Hyde, and Philip Dorsett, who was formerly a New England Patriot. And I got to get your thoughts on on pretty much a great hole that the Jaguars were able to fill um, with the amount of cap space that they got. 
I mean, we have the most cap space in the entire NFL. It was us and then y'all. Um, I, I'm sorry if I said y'all to all the New England listeners. Um, please don't. <laughs> Um, but I, I love the Philip Dorsett thing because I, I wouldn't say that the Patriots are my second team, but I like seeing the Patriots do well now that it's not this whole dynasty idea situation. Mm -hmm. I feel like you guys are kind of feeling what it's like to be me for a while. Um, but I love, I love the Shaq Griffin pick. I think that that is freaking awesome. I love him. I love his family. I love his brother. I think that it's, an awesome, awesome thing to bring to the city of Jacksonville. He is one of the most positive people of all time, just beautiful inside and out. And I think that he's going to be such a great addition to that locker room. Mm -hmm. um, I'm happy with what we've done so far. I just, I really hope that we keep pushing. I actually have my mock draft sitting in front of me and I've gotten a little bit into it and our needs. Um, obviously we need a quarterback. I have us needing an offensive tackle, a safety and a running back as our top needs. So I'm really hoping that we kind of address those early or, you know, the thing is with drafting that I'll talk about is there's one of two ways that you can often go. You can draft for your needs and your needs specifically, or you can draft for the best player on the board. And I think far too often the Jaguars tend to go for the best player on the board, which no. You know, sometimes works out, sometimes it doesn't. But I'm really hoping that this year we don't get distracted by the shiny, you know, whatever package that's sitting there. We really draft for our needs to make our team better. Well, that, well that's what you saw with the uh, Green Bay Packers uh, last year. I, I mean, they drafted Jordan Love instead of getting a wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers throughout the entire seven rounds. But, yep. yeah, I, I think we see that with a lot of teams. I mean, even when the Browns had the number one pick way back when, um, I remember – they, they, they decided to take uh, Miles Garrett instead of taking Saquon Barkley because Miles Garrett at that time was looked at as the best player in the draft. Yes. And uh, it, it was very interesting to, to it's going to be very interesting to see how the Jaguars, you know, approach this draft, especially with the amount of picks that they have. Do you know, they, they, they have to have like top three most picks. Oh my God. So many, I know we have two in the first round. Um, but it's funny that you bring up the Packers because when DK Metcalf kept falling last year, I so expected the Jaguars or either the Jaguars, but mostly the Packers to go after him eventually. And I just remember sitting there like this kid is dropping and dropping and dropping and nobody's going after him. And I can't even imagine how hard the Packers are kicking themselves for letting so many people go last year, because I think that that could have been the difference between them making it further in the playoffs. Right. Did you did you see uh, the picture of DK d during uh, like his pre-draft like workouts? He was like the most ginormous guy out of ever. It was it was like a freaking senior in high school with like elementary kids. Yeah, I made a meme out of it somewhere <laughs> on the internet, on Twitter or something. But I that that is one of the craziest pictures I've ever seen. I I think the meme was like if he says something to your girlfriend or something like that, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, I, I love DK. I think he's funny. I actually have a DK Metcalf jersey now, thanks to Jurassic Canada. Shout out to y'all. I'm a huge fan of his, and I think that you're right. The Packers the Packers were maybe that one position away from, you know, being really great this year. So I'm just hoping that the Jaguars don't get distracted by the shiny players on the board and we get what we need and we get out. Well, if Matt LaFleur used his brain and allowed Aaron Rodgers to be able to – take that uh that fourth down instead of kicking a field goal with less than a minute left i, I still can't believe that yeah point. uh but i i gotta get your prediction uh for the jaguars in the 2021 season how many wins do you think that they're gonna get i'm gonna go with five 
Ooh, I, I was thinking the same thing. Yep, five, I think five and, five, five and 12 now, now that they got 17 games. Yeah. I'm used to that. I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah, I think five is, is, I think, where my heart expects it to be. Obviously, I wouldn't be disappointed with more, but less, I really feel like that would be a kick in the gut because mm-hmm. we're doing all of these things to get better. And I honestly, you know what? You know what? I wouldn't care if we lost more games because get Urban the hell out of here. I wouldn't care. You know what? I'll take the L. I will suffer for another year or two to get that clown out of here. I will suffer gladly with a smile on. Tank to get Urban out of here. You yeah. heard it here first. Tank, tank, tank for the the out on Urban. I would, yeah, I would, I would probably smile. I think that obviously I want to win and I want to do well, but I think that I would be sitting just cracking up alone on my couch with Jackson and a bowl of popcorn if we just stunk it up this year. That's so funny. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that with the amount of picks that they do have, we could potentially see. Remember when they got Jalen Ramsey up at like top five, and then yep. Miles Garrett came out of nowhere and in the third round, I can honestly see them uh, potentially doing that. But um, I want I want to talk to you lastly about uh, some exciting things that have been going on in your life. You were most recently in a uh, music video called Money on Trees uh, by yeah. Louis Bello. I got to yeah. ask you a little bit about that. Yeah, that was so fun. Um, it was So it was me at Louis Bello. It was produced by my friend Russ. Um, it was Patrick Chung, Gordy Gronkowski, and a bunch of other people in the Boston area. Don't forget, I have some questions for you as well. Um, but that was so much fun. It was a great time. Took a couple of days to shoot. It came out a couple weeks ago, and we've gotten nothing but good feedback about it. Um, I was, I will say, I I was a better actress than I thought I would be. Um, and I got to hit him a couple times, which originally I was like, oh, my God, I feel so bad. But then it became fun. Um, so that was, I mean, that was a good time. Um, and then what else is new with me? Oh, I'm on WEI tomorrow morning on the Greg Hill show if you're up. So hit me up if you're awake. Give us a call. If not, no worries. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if you ever listened to EEI, but one of the girl who was a co-host on Greg Hill's show is leaving. So it's a bunch of us auditioning and I'm, I'm just excited to go and have a good time. I started in radio, so exactly. excited to get back to my roots for a minute. That'll be a good time. Um, but yeah, if you're awake, listen, give us a call. Um, other than that, that's what's new with me. What's new with you? Well, I got uh, three more weeks until I walk across that stage, have my Woo! tiny little hat on, get my little piece of paper, and uh, start in the big, big new world. Heck yeah. Congratulations, my guy. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Re- really just trying to take every second in um, and not not trying to uh, regret anything in the end. You know what I mean? Tr- trying to uh, take advantage of every single opportunity. Um but, you know, this time has really helped me reflect on really the last year. Um, it's, it's been freaking crazy um, because my first two years of college, trying to get used to everything, like I bet you were over at Auburn. Um, and then I bet once you got to UNH, you were able to, you were much more mature, ready to get into the real world. Um, but it, it's just interesting thinking back, like in a year from now, being like, remember college, the good old days? Like, it's weird. Yeah. All right. So before... I let you go. I have one question for you. So today, the big talk about New England sports has been the issue with voluntary workouts for the Patriots. Do you think that they should be considered sort of mandatory just because of Bill's idea of team and teamwork and workouts and that kind of stuff? And do you think that vaccines should be mandatory for the fall? I feel like vaccines should be mandatory for the fall. I, I, I saw that they did something very similar in the MLB as well. 
Uh, I, I think if the NFL wants to avoid similar situations that we saw last year, sort of with Denver, where they had to use a wide receiver as a quarterback, I, I forgot about that. That was absolutely ridiculous. But as, as well, sort of like with what happened with the Patriots with Cam and, you know, the whole debacle with the quarterback situation, Brian Hoyer, Jared Stidham. But I, I think uh, we saw, I think the, the uh, Broncos canceled all their offseason workouts. But with how critical the season is for the Patriots, if they all get vaccinated, it should be mandatory that, that you uh, join the workouts. Because like you said, this is a whole new team, in my opinion, because you had eight guys leave because of COVID. You have all of these... Uh, new free agents, which I think is there's like 10 of them. And also with all the guys that are going to be coming in through the draft. So I, I think you have to start early, get to know all of each other, or then we're just going to have another shit show of a season uh, for the Patriots. Totally. I love that take. Um, I, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I could, I could see them not requiring vaccines for players because I, at the end of the day, I'm getting my microchip tomorrow, mm-hmm. but you know, not everyone shares the same values as me, but like at the same time, you do have to be vaccinated to go to school and stuff when you're a little kid. But mm-hmm. I think them requiring vaccines for fans to get in. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited, obviously, to be back, being able to uh, go to games and everything like that. It's, especially Fenway, that's that's the one thing I'm, I'm most excited for. But um, as as somebody who's a Jaguars fan, I, I just got to ask you with with the two days of the Patriots monster free agent spending spree how, how, how did you feel during those days during those two days where you're like what the heck is going on is this real life um so i actually this is it's funny that you asked because i had a tweet go viral about it <laughs> i i tweeted ryan clark was on i think get up or uh first take or something like that and when this was all happening he called bill belichick sugar daddy bill and I thought that that was the funniest thing that I've ever heard in my life. It's like the interview of Bill Belichick when some reporter asked him what his favorite Christmas song was. And I've never seen Bill Belichick smile a day in my life. But he just goes, <laughs> I love them all. They bring such a smile. To me. <laughs> and it was just one of those moments for me. Um, but you know what? I loved that he did that. That is so not Bill. And I love that he did something unpredictable. And he did the right things to make his team better. I think that this is the sugar daddy Bill revenge tour and that's why i think about deshaun watson if he's available for a cheap price i could totally see that happening because the devil works hard but bill belichick works harder yeah i i was so happy as a patriots fan it brought back that sort of like new england cockiness that uh i've had for the last uh you know 20 some odd years and you know when people when people were like all upset about like how many guys we were gonna was able to bring bring back out the old saying of you hate us because you ain't us and uh yep. It was, it was a pretty fun day for me during that time. Yeah, y'all got a lot better, and I'm excited that the Jags are playing the Patriots actually up this season. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that, that's it's going to be a really fun season. Going to be interesting with 17 games, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited to be back, uh, being able to watch sports live. Have you been able to yet at all? Um, no, I haven't been to a game. Um, I probably won't until I'm fully vaccinated just because I do have a comorbidity. Um, like I said, I think that vaccinations are kind of a personal thing. You do what you want, but I don't think that people should be able to complain when they can't travel or go places because they don't want a vaccine. You have to have a vaccine to send your kid, send your kid to school. So you know what? Your body, your choice situation. But um, as soon as I am vaccinated, I would love to go back to, you know, TD or anything like that. 
Um, but I really, really, really want to go to a, the Jaguars Patriots game if I can. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Last thing that I got to ask you, Kendra, when are you going to be on uh, Dirty Water next for the people? Um, I actually was on last weekend. I'm not sure. Probably this weekend, I would assume. We've been kind of running. Um, I think I have one more episode to air from when we were down for the Super Bowl um, that I hosted. But yeah, on Dirty Water, probably this weekend. I'm not sure if we're airing the new episode this weekend or next, but I'm sure it will be a recent rerun of me, if not. Um, I'm on EEI tomorrow. And I think that's about it for now. I mean, everything's kind of so behind because of COVID. The people are texting you a couple days beforehand, like, hey, can you do this? So um, that's about it for me. Anything coming up for you? Nothing really. Just, just really trying to crank out these last few weeks, yep. get graduated, you know, start, uh, you know, really finish off as best as I can. Um, but for all the people that are listening, watching right now, uh, Kendra, where can they find you? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Kendra Middleton on Twitter, Kenny with two N's and one I Middleton. Um, and I think that's about all. Oh, TikTok. I am Kendra Middleton zero. I try to make TikToks from time to time. I'm really not that funny. They're mostly of my dog. Um, Go and but... watch them. They're really funny. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but um, always a pleasure to talk to you. You are one of my favorite humans in this life. And I think that you are killing it. And I'm just so happy to see you chasing your dreams. And congratulations early on graduation, my friend. Thank you so much, Kendra. Really appreciate you as well. And thank you so much for taking the time and really excited to see what you can do during this next year in 2021 with all the exciting things you got going on. Anytime. See ya. See ya. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.